0: listening to the life over coffee podcast i am rick thomas and you can find me in my cyber home rickthomas.net if you have any questions for me and my team that's what we do we are here to serve you in all matters of life and godliness and so let us do that we have a public forum that's free to anybody as long as you have access to the internet jump on our forums and you can ask whatever questions on your heart whatever god is doing Uh, in your life, in your relationships. And then we also have a private forum for those of you who support our ministry. God bless you. Thank you so much for supporting our ministry. You go to our private forum, you know what to do, and you ask your questions there. We're there 24-7, and we're going to serve you by the grace of God. This is episode 130, and I have something special for you. I've been anticipating this for a little over a week now. I did a conference in Oregon uh, back, this is March, this is the end of March, so it was the middle of March, and at that conference, I met a man. His name is Jim Turner. He came down from Portland to where I was doing the conference in Klamath Falls, and Jim was nice enough to take Lucia and myself. We had lunch together, and we had a wonderful conversation, and had so much in common, and Jim is an author, and he gave me his book. It's called "The Disconnected Man." And I read the book on the plane on the way back and really enjoyed it. So I sent Jim an email and said, "Hey, Jim, I want to do an interview with you." And so that is what this is, or this is what this is what this is about. However, I'm supposed to say that. <laughs> this is episode one hundred and thirty. Jim Turner, the formerly Disconnected, man jim welcome to the life over coffee podcast
1: hey thanks rick it's a joy to be with you this morning and i um, looking forward to it
0: yeah it's afternoon so it's uh two o'clock my time so it's 11 o'clock your time jim's in portland how's the weather how's the weather in portland
1: uh rainy as usual that's <laughs> about all we get this time of year is <laughs> rain light rain heavy rain and a little more rain that's the way it goes
0: <laughs> okay so the question is not about not about whether you're gonna get rain or not it's the kind of rain you're gonna get
1: exactly exactly that's exactly the way it goes this time of year <laughs> it dries up in the summertime and it's gorgeous
0: okay yeah well uh yeah, Oregon seemed like it would be beautiful. Uh, I, I've only seen it in the winter time with snow in the morning and cold in the afternoons, but I'm sure it's drop-dead gorgeous. Uh, it's going to be 70 degrees here tomorrow in Greenville, South Carolina, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm not rubbing that in. I'm just giving you a weather update.
1: I spent enough time in Greenville, so I I understand how beautiful it can be this time of year, too.
0: Yes, you have, and I I didn't realize until we had lunch that we had so much in common. You and my my wife, Lucia, and you uh, went to Bob Jones University. Jim uh, was in Maine for a while pastoring. He's been in pastoral ministry for 25 years, and— Well, as his little blurb says, he's experienced a battle over disconnection, and he wrote a book called The Disconnected Man. Now, you can get a link to that book in our show notes, episode 130. I would encourage you to click on the link, and it'll take you right to Amazon and the places where you can buy this book. Jim, what is The Disconnected Man? Tell me about that.
1: Well, the way I define it, uh, Rick, is is this: it's a, a disconnected man, is a guy who is unaware, and that's the kind of the key word to the definition. He's unaware that he's non relational, distant, and emotionally unavailable. He thinks he's connected. He thinks everything in his world is just great, but if you ask his wife or his kids or other people around him, they'd say, you know, I just can't connect with the guy just can't get to his heart i don't know what's going on with him um, but he thinks he's connected
0: well so you just uh had this wild thought these two words popped into your brain uh, once upon a time disconnected man and you wrote a book or do you have any experience with this jim
1: Yeah, unfortunately, uh, it's one of those things where, um, God shows you something about yourself that you really don't want to face and you don't like, but you got to get into it anyway. And so the, in, in a very real way, God pointed out to me that, uh, the disconnected man was the best way to describe who I was. And, um, I found it out, Rick, when uh, a friend of mine pointed it out to me, and uh, I, it, it didn't even dawn on me um, what was going on because my wife had already left me. She had already um, separated, and it, it's five or six months down the road, and a friend of mine actually pointed out to me what was going on. And um, so, you know, when I look at it, I say, you know, it it, it – Something as tragic and as hard as my wife leaving me didn't give me a clue. It actually took, uh...
0: That wasn't your wake-up call then?
1: It wasn't. It wasn't. And that's, um, you know, that's a wake-up call for a lot of folks, but it wasn't for me. Uh, I was thick enough (laughs) that uh, I didn't even get it when she left, and I didn't understand what she was trying to tell me. And it wasn't until a friend of mine sat down with me and, um... Uh, I mean, it kind of went this way. I was at a coffee shop with a buddy of mine, who was also an elder in the church I was going to, and we're having a normal conversation. And he looks up, and he gets really serious, and he says, Jim, I, I don't think you care about me at all. And I'm thinking... What? Where'd that come from? We're just having a normal conversation here. And by the way, I meet with you every week. What do you mean I don't care about you? And then he he went on to say, I think you could get up from this table, walk out that door, and never contact me, never miss me, and really just move on with your life without ever another thought about our friendship and maintaining it. And the thing was, Rick, it was one of those Holy Spirit moments where – You know, I tried to argue a little bit with it, but I knew deep down inside he had put his finger on something that I needed to pay attention to.
0: It's funny how you can have two conversations at the same time. You're interacting with your friend on a horizontal level, but God is saying, no, you're wrong, buddy. Uh, You need to listen to this guy. Yeah. You're talking to God on the vertical Absolutely. level. So this book, uh, well, actually, I read that in the book, and I don't have the quote in front of me, but I highlighted it because it, it stuck out to me. And I don't know if you can remember it or not, and that's okay if you can't, but you like me, but I'm really just not that important to you. And I I find that so often in the local church that we have relationships, but when it comes down to really caring about people, we don't. We don't care at a practical, functional level. And he felt that from you, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And that's exactly what he pointed out to me, um, that I wasn't important to him. And it, it's, it's, it's fascinating, Rick, because um, at the time— I had no idea what he meant, and it took God really dragging me through what I call you know the dark night of my soul um, for me to even get it. Uh, I didn't understand, and now I understand a bit better. But uh, you're right. I mean, we can have these surface relationships that never go any deeper than, hey, how you doing, you know, how are the kids, and so on and so forth. And we never really connect to do any real discipleship. We don't do any caring on a deeper level. It's just simply um, that, that surface conversation that is comfortable.
0: Yeah, that was one of the biggest highlights in the book. So this book is autobiographical to a large degree. It's not written; it's not stuff you just pulled out of the air. It is practical stuff that has happened to you, and God did arrest you, and so you practically put these things in a book that God is blessing.
1: Yeah, and when you say yeah, the, when you say God did a rescue, uh, that's a great way to put it. I've never thought of it that way before, but. Uh, it's absolutely that i mean um uh, i i've had this desire to to serve god and get close to him all my life and if you would have asked me are you do you feel close to god anytime when i was disconnected i would have said yeah cuz i felt as close to god as i had felt to anything else in my life um but i had no idea what feeling close really was and that's that's the issue with a disconnected man, is that we're so happy with so little, as long as we don't have to carry about a bunch of emotional baggage, and uh, we can we can go get things done, you know? Uh, I don't have to deal with drama, I don't have to deal with the emotions, so I've got those all safely tucked away so I can go get stuff done. And that's kind of how I lived my life until this moment when uh, God broke in and said, that's not how... I want you to live your life. I mean, I don't need anything from you, Jim. Uh, I just want to know you. And when I started seeing that and seeing um, the scriptures in the light of that, uh, my world changed in a big way.
0: What kind of follow-up did you have with your friend? How aware is he of the aftermath of his comment? Yeah,
1: beautiful thing about him and the church that I was in at the time, no longer in that church because we moved um, uh, about three hours away from it. But um, but the one, um, you know, churches have kind of a personality. The personality of this church was, okay, if you're going to be a part of our fellowship, we're going to be in your lives, And that's just all there is to it. And and the head elder kind of puts it, I'm going to get in your chili. Um, but um, with that kind of expectation. And and that's kind of what that comment was born out of is that hey, we're we're meeting every week Jim, but we're not really meeting every week. I'm not in your life. I'm not a important part of your heart. And I'm going to fix that, you know, or at least I'm going to address that and let God fix that. But but once that comment was made, um he stuck with me. Uh, not only did he stick with me, but he entered the game, so to speak, and continued to speak into my life, and after that, you know, I found out I just needed to give him permission to speak into my life, along with a lot of the other people in the church, and um, that's one of the things that kind of leads into the book, and one of the really big um Piece of, pieces of advice I give in the book is that, okay, um, if you're disconnected, you really don't know how to have a, um, an intimate relationship with people, and you got to let people teach you, and that means they have to speak hard things into your life, good things, but hard things, and that kind of was the next step after that, and he stayed involved, and to a certain extent it's still involved in my life we um we touch base from time to time and enjoy a good relationship
0: one of the cool things that you're talking about i mean he's actually modeling the thing that he was rebuking you for he's saying that you know you 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 know him you like him but you don't love him enough to really be connected to him and to care for him he was doing that so he just didn't show up and rebuke you like a a, a drive-by shooter or something he he shared, right. he shared the truth with you, but he stayed in the game. Uh, that seems unusual to me. A lot of times it's, it's simpler just to rebuke somebody, confront them, and go on. But he did not do that. So that's an excellent model of what you're talking about here, not just being connected. Him being connected with God and having this awareness of what's going on in his life, but also being connected to other people and want to be able to help them. Now you're doing that with this book I am talking to Jim Turner. You can find him at jimturnerauthor.com, just like it sounds, jimturnerauthor.com. I will have his address, his website address in the show notes, episode 130 of Life Over Coffee. And I also want you to get this book. I'll have several links here so that you can get his book, The Disconnected Man. Jim, one of the things that I noticed about your book is that it is to men and it is to women. Why did you do that? Well, to women, I'm talking about. Yeah,
1: it's it's interesting. Well, um, on a practical level, uh, it's women who buy books, uh, and it's disconnected <laughs> men are not going to pick this book up. Good, good point. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't, I, you know, I I, I don't want to be disingenuous there. I, I mean, on a very practical level, uh, women are more interested in reading than men are, and especially disconnected men. I mean, uh, you think about a disconnected man coming across this title, and it's like, what in the world is that? That's definitely not me, because most disconnected men, like I said, are totally unaware that they're disconnected. But uh, the larger reason—
0: You could put it in the sports section of Barnes & Noble and say (laughs) the disconnected athlete or something.
1: Yeah, well, I've thought I've toyed with the idea of having the disconnected man bass tournament, and that would bring them all out. And then you know, just put, put a little pontoon boat out in the middle of the lake and uh, sharing with them while they're in their boats. So I think I think that would bring them out.
0: That sounds but, uh, like an Amway presentation.
1: <laughs> but I wrote. But the larger idea behind including women is that. Um, I, uh, you know, women are really going through it when they're related to a disconnected man, whether it's a daughter or a mother or a wife, and especially a wife. And most of the book is written towards someone who's in uh, a marriage relationship with a disconnected man. And um, she's hurting. Uh, she has done everything right. in her power to figure out how to connect with this guy. Uh, It was so promising when they were dating and when they were engaged because, you know, he had some access to his emotions at the time. But what she didn't realize was that the access he had was all he had. And it wasn't going to go any further than that. He didn't have access to the rest of the things that he had locked securely away because he didn't want to feel that stuff. And so as long as it's happy and positive, like you know the fake dating stuff uh, that you talk about in your uh, conferences, um, it's it's easy and it's easy to see. Hey, this is going to be a great relationship. And then when they get married uh, and nothing else is forthcoming, a woman slowly dies um, internally and and um, emotionally. And so I wanted to address that because I get that now and I get the ways that a woman is is so hurt by disconnection. And so not only did I want to acknowledge that, which we do, and we talk about all the different ways that a woman gets hurt in a relationship with a disconnected man, But we move past that and I try and give her the inside scoop, kind of the secrets of the disconnected man so she can understand him. She can understand what's really going on inside and then she can use the tools God has given her because I believe women have a great amount of power to draw a man out and especially a disconnected man. And so um, I wanted to give the women some advice on how to get that done, how to draw him out um, using those tools that God has given her as his mate. And so uh, that's all in there and kind of is there to give them some hope in the relationship that no matter how long you've been in a marriage with this guy, you can still reach him and you can still draw him out.
0: You're partially answering uh, the question I did want to ask you, but it, Mabel comes to you, and Biff is a disconnected man. What are the top two or three things that you would want to tell Mabel?
1: Well, there's, uh, it, it's, it, I get that question all the time. I mean, it's probably the number one question that that comes up is, okay, uh, how do I, how do I um, interact with my disconnected man? And so what we did, uh, Rick, in answer to that is we created seven steps for connecting with your disconnected man. And it's it's along the acronym of POPCORN. Um, And so it's the seven POPCORN steps for connecting with your disconnected man. And it's written for women to give them just seven real simple steps that they can do to connect with their disconnected man. And if they want to go on my website, it's uh, available. It's gonna, well, it's not a. It, it's available under what's called the Susie Larson offer because I was on the Susie Larson show uh, last week and offered that there. But we're going to offer it to everybody here in the next couple of days, and you can go on, sign up for that, and um, down, and we'll send that to you. It's an ebook that um, they can access. But here's the key thing: is that um, you can't confront this guy. If you confront this guy, it's probably not going to go well because he's unaware. He doesn't think he's disconnected. If you tell him he's disconnected, if you tell him that there's something missing, he's just going to add it to another one of the list of things that he thinks he's doing wrong in his marriage. And you've tried every other way to tell him. And then if you tell him one more thing, it's just going to stack up on the list. So um, I do something that's a little counterintuitive, and that is the first thing that a woman needs to do is pray. I mean, maybe that's not counterintuitive, but but um, we underestimate the power of prayer. And that's the first step is, but not only pray, but, but pray intelligently. Okay. Pray while you're watching and you're studying this guy. So the next step is observe him. What's going on in his heart? What's going on in his life? What's going on when he reacts a certain way? How do, why does he respond the way he responds? And you're actually praying for wisdom. And as you're praying for wisdom on, uh, and observing in order to get those answers from the Lord the next thing you're going to do is you're going to participate with this guy and you're going to say, okay, you know, this is where he spends most of his time. He's doing projects in the garage. He's, you know, going out to fish or whatever he's doing. Um, and and you just simply say, uh, hey, next time you do that, can I can I join you? And after he gets over the shock of having his wife ask if she can join him for something like that, um, and he says, hopefully, he says, yes, yes, um, you just participate shoulder to shoulder, and it'll be amazing for women who haven't tried that. That It,
0: remind, it reminds me of Romans 2, 4. God says, uh, Paul says, the kindness of God leads to repentance, and I think sometimes we can be so frustrated with our spouses that we try to make them be righteous through force, which a lot of times is through anger. The counterintuitive approach that you are talking about sounds more like the gospel, while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Uh, I like that idea. And you're talking about basically speaking in another language to him that he won't know what you're talking about. Give me some synonyms for disconnected. What would be some Bible words, for this word that, to help flesh that out in people's minds? I think people know what you're talking about, but I'd be curious to hear some synonyms. Like, I mean, it, it, is apathy, is that what we're talking about, or you have other, other words?
1: Yeah, you know, I don't think apathy works, Rick, because um, the guys that I've talked to that I would call disconnected really do care. They want to do their duty. They want to do what's right. It's not that they don't care. It's that they don't have um, a very deep well. In other words, all of their emotional stuff is so safely locked away. All of their relational equipment that God gave them, especially when when they uh, were born again, um they for some reason they didn't learn how to use it either from their family background some trauma in their childhood we've talked to both kinds of guys or just this uh wearing away over the course of life where you say you know i don't like drama i don't like emotional situations so i'm just going to lock that stuff away and avoid that i mean it happens guys get there different ways
0: but it sounds it sounds like a combination of uh dullness uh, ignorance. I don't. I'm not aware. I haven't been discipled, or I'm dull. I just have dumb myself, dumbed myself down. Or uh, you're talking about you're talking about fear as well. I don't want to open that door because I'm afraid. I don't, no question I don't,
1: Fear would be the big one.
0: I don't know how to interact that way. I am talking to Jim Turner. Jim, we have a few moments left, but he's the author of the disconnected man. You can find him at jimturnerauthor.com. I'll have all the links you need in the show notes, and you can get that at episode 130. Jim, I want to—we have just a few minutes. I want to touch on, well, two things quickly. uh, How would you uh, categorize or how would you talk about this Western male population of disconnected Men, uh, what makes you? You said this in your book. What makes you believe this? Why do you think men and masculinity is under attack in our culture today? I need for you to be brief and amazing in this one, because <laughs> I, I still have more questions. Uh, but just talk a little bit about our culture and not just the American male, but you know, men in general.
1: Yeah. Well, anecdotally, um, every time the topic comes up, and, and well let's say we'll be out with, say, um, what do you do? And I'll say, well, I'm a writer. And they'll say, well, what have you written? And I'll say, The Disconnected Man is the title of the book. And immediately the conversation just goes silent and then it fires up. (laughs) You know, it's like that takes a second to register. And then it's like, Oh, yeah, I know somebody that's disconnected. It's my Uncle Harry. Or, um, you know, it really gets uh, uncomfortable when a wife looks across the table at her husband at dinner and says, There he is right there, you know. um, (laughs) But
0: Thou art the man.
1: (laughs) It doesn't matter who we're with, what the context is, as soon as I say the title. the conversation flows from there. So, you know, that's how we know that there's a cultural thing going on. Plus, now that we've gotten the book out there and done some interviews and so on, we're getting flooded with both men and women. A lot of men, when they write to us, they say, I'm a disconnected man. And, um, And then the women always say, uh, I'm married to a disconnected man, so they get it. As soon as they hear the title, they, they understand, okay, that describes my guy.
0: You talk about crawling toward connection. Uh, this in, this is uh, how a person can begin to change. Can you explain that in just a minute or so?
1: Yeah, um, the whole title of that chapter is for men. And it's not like crawling like a baby. It's like crawling off of the battlefield when you're wounded. Because when you find out you're disconnected, God opens up this gaping wound in your heart and says, like you just said, thou art the man. And then I just give some simple steps in that chapter on how to get connected and they include some of the things we've already mentioned. Number one, allowing people to speak into your lives, especially other men who are connected. Uh, I had adult children. They were very helpful for me, and I allowed them to speak into my life. And then some other things, Bible studies and that sort of thing that you can um, just open yourself up to. And all of those kind of steps that God had me take are right there in that crawling toward connection chapter.
0: So if... uh bad companions corrupt good morals, then you would say good companions would help good morals. And so the community piece is essential in your way of thinking, not just crawling toward connection and getting connected, but staying connected, right? You need that community yeah. for the long haul.
1: Yeah, I see it as real discipleship. I mean, the things we call discipleship in the church today, and, uh, you know, I could get on the soapbox, but um, uh, the things that pass as discipleship today, I don't think compared to how Jesus discipled um his followers uh nor how paul and timothy were and that sort of thing i think they were intimately involved in one another's lives to the point where they knew uh exactly what the struggle was before they sat down for their um you know cup of tea or whatever it was they drank in the first century um but um uh, it's
0: Tea safe. Yeah,
1: yeah so, so discipleship, I think, is the right word because uh, properly discipled people um, don't get to hide out like this. Uh, they, they're exposed because that's the way it's supposed to work.
0: There's a high call on the local church to step up, elevate their level of discipleship, I am talking with Jim Turner. He is the formerly Disconnected Man. He is connected now, but he has a book called The Disconnected Man, and I would appeal to you to get it and read it, whether you are a male or a female. Read it and uh, share it with your friends. Start having the conversation then you can find out more about Jim at com, And I will put a link to where you can contact him and get on his website and any questions that you may have. Jim, thank you so much for joining me for the Life Over Coffee podcast. You have 30 seconds or less. Any words that you want to share?
1: Yeah, I'd just say, listen, um, women, if you're related to a disconnected man, God can change his heart. Don't lose hope. Um, You've got a big God. He can do it. And men, if you know a disconnected man, because nobody's going to admit that they're a disconnected man until God gets a hold of their heart. But if you know somebody, don't be afraid to confront him and tell him men can confront women have to kind of face it a different way but uh men uh, i just encourage you to confront that guy and uh love him through uh what he's going to learn
0: episode 130 the disconnected man thank you so much jim turner all right it's been a blessing rick thanks much you have been listening to life over coffee with rick Thomas. If you have a question for Rick, you can let him know by sending him a note through his website, rickthomas.net. That's rickthomas.net. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your coffee.